Hey, Mental Health Warriors. Thanks for tuning in today. I was um, super excited to start the show. So we're going to go ahead and go a little bit early. Got lots to talk about today. And and I hope everybody's just having a great Thursday. I know here in Virginia, it was rainy yesterday, but today we have sunshine. So that's that's kind of nice. Uh, so, so everybody's having a great day. Uh, one thing I would like to say is please go out to Veterans Talk trashtalk.com you know visit all of our podcasts all of our shows that we have we have great shows lined up out there uh, be sure to visit our merchandise to get your merch you know because it is real talk thursday i wear you know quit being a triggered pansy shirt uh i think it's important people get too upset and too flustered over silly stuff and and here on mental health warrior real talk we don't we don't we don't do that because you know i talk about a lot of things that are near and dear and personal to me and and I'm 100% honest with what I talk about because I think that's important not only to help break the stigma of mental health and asking for help, but also with all the other things that go along with that. But, you know, as one of the other shirts we have out there, I have the Mental Health Warrior shirt with the uh, world-famous Mustang on there, the 69 Mustang. Uh, but more importantly, I have the crisis number on back, the 741-74 to 74 number uh, to speak to a crisis counselor. And that, that can... You know, anybody can call that number. You don't have to be a veteran. You don't have to be service-related. Uh, it doesn't matter what age you are. Um, you can call that number and receive the help that you need. Uh, but also along with that, you know, we have the uh, um, ability to call 988. Also, if you're in trouble, like you would call 911 if you're in, in trouble or needing help, uh, you know. But also, you know, don't forget, you can always phone a friend uh, or, you know, call that buddy of yours or that family member that you know that uh, will be there and help you um you know in your time of need or your time of crisis you know december was around we had the holidays i hope everybody had a great holiday january's here you know and january always seems to get a bad rep they're like the oof month you know uh because not a whole lot goes on in january except for your bills roll in for november and december if you got if you went out and overspent your budget uh but you know if you if you went out and you're stressing about your financial uh you know, problems going on right now, just know that there are programs out there that can help you with that. Uh, my advice is, is to always uh, pay off the little things first and then work on the bigger things after you pay off the little ones. Uh, I try to do that in my life. I, I think it's, it's not always easy, but something always comes out right, right? So you pay off your credit card and the next thing that happens, your check engine light comes on in your vehicle or something silly like that happens. Uh, but, you know, just know that, uh, you know, it, it's it's the crisis of today doesn't mean it has to be the crisis of tomorrow. Uh, take a deep breath. Do like I'm getting ready to do. Drink some water. And uh, formulate a plan because you know what you need to do and you know what you need to do to get yourself out of that and go on and, and move on to something else that's maybe a little bit more important. Um, first of all, I want to thank everybody who wished me a happy birthday. For those who don't know, my birthday was um, two days ago. So thanks for all the well wishes and the birthday wishes on my birthday. Um, you know, it's always nice to, you know, everybody likes that. Now, I don't know if people wish me a happy birthday because they remembered it was my birthday or Facebook told them it was my birthday. But either way, it's all good because I'm, I'll be honest and say that a lot of people, I forget their birthdays. Uh, so I don't mind Facebook reminding me that it's somebody's birthday because then I can go out there and wish them a happy birthday because I think it's important. Um, I think for some people who maybe not having a bad day or 
or, you know, having a bad year or a bad month or a bad week or a bad minute, bad second, uh, you know, to go on and get those birthday wishes from somebody on Facebook. I think, I think a lot of people like that or on Instagram or TikTok or whatever social media you use. Um, I think people like that. Um, and so it's good. So if you, if you looked at my promo, one of the couple of things I'm going to talk about today, I'm going to kind of dive into because, you know, if you watched the last episode, I was talking about, I've been talking about for the last couple episodes, actually, and everything kind of ties in together. And because I think it's important, it tells a story, right? Uh, one thing that I've, I talk about is my own experience. I'm not a doctor, you know, not anything like that. Um, but I am a guy who's, who's gone to therapy, who's learned to deal with uh, my anxiety, my ADHD from my TBI injury, um, and other things through therapy, through help. Uh, through this podcast and talking about it. I think that helps me a lot uh, to be able to express my feelings and, and what I'm going through. And hopefully, because I don't know, there's no metrics on, on it, um, but I'm hoping that I help others out there uh, with the kind of things that I talk about. Um, I will caveat that to say that, you know, if there's a subject that you would like for me to talk about, if there's a question you would like to ask me, um, usually during the show, I don't, don't answer questions. If if Chris uh, will chime in sometimes with um, Facebook responses, somebody says something and I'll answer it. But always after the show is over and after I get Lloyd from school and, and get dinner, all that, I usually go back and I'll, I'll answer those questions that somebody asked. But if there's a subject that you would like for me to talk about, uh, absolutely throw it in the comment section. Uh, I'll be more than happy to talk about it. If I'm not the expert on it, I will go out and try to find an expert to try to talk about that. Um, so, you know, a couple of subjects that I, I really want to dive into, not tonight, but I think I would love to get a VSO on my show and have them come on and talk about, you know, veteran service officer, um, because it just seems to me that every VA hospital clinic, whatever, they're different, right? I have not had, but I have limited exposure to the VA because my wife's still active duty. So. I'm doing a soft entry so I can still go to TRICARE Prime because she's still active duty. And I don't have to rely solely on the VA for all my care. So I'm lucky in that aspect of it. But I do know there's people out there that are, that are having issues and problems with the VA. And uh, maybe that's one of the shows I'll do. I'll try to get a VSO on or somebody to come on and maybe talk about that. Um, because I think it's, it's a big issue, right? If you're a veteran and you serve in our country and you're having issues and problems, you should be able to get the care that you deserved and that you earned. And I don't care if you're 100%, 50%, 20%, 10%, 0%. doesn't matter. If you're entitled to it, you should be able to get it. Um, and I think there's some things going on in the country, and I'm not going to dive into them because um, that's something you can study on your own is probably the cause and reason behind it. Um, so maybe that's one of the things I'll do on the show. But tonight's show, what I wanted to talk about and what I'm kind of excited to talk about is, you know, what do I do – you know, you guys all know that um, I retired in 2021, August of 2021. So it's been a year now since I retired from the military. And actually, I'm in better shape now than I was when I was in the military. Now, I'm lucky enough that I don't, I don't work. I am 100% PNT, permanent total disabled. Uh, and also, I get my military retirement. So I get both those. So I, I don't have the responsibility to need to work. And I'm very lucky for that. Um, but you know, along with that, you have to learn to get yourself in a routine. And that's a hard thing to do when all of a sudden, when you spend a lot of times in the military, your life is regimented, right? We know that you get up at this time, you do this, at this time, you do that at that time, you do this at the time. 
And when you retire, you don't, you don't have that. So one thing I want to talk about is because um, I went from having a lot of interactions with a lot of people in my job in the military as a warrant officer and where I worked in aviation up at the main headquarters um, to when I retired is, and of course with COVID and everything going on is, is I'm a very extra, I'm an extrovert, but I find myself slowly turning into an introvert. And that in itself has created a lot of anxiety with me. And I think anybody who's in my position may or may not agree or disagree with me on that. Um, but I, I was asked the other day, I was at an event and one of the kids asked me, I say kid, he's probably in his thirties, but he was like, so what I'm having, he said he was struggling because he, he was medically getting medically discharged from the military and he was just, he, he hadn't found a job yet. He was sitting home drinking a lot, not really doing the right things, but he knew he needed to change, but he didn't know what to do. And he asked me what, how I did what I did. And I said, you have to put yourself in some type of a routine right? Whatever that is, right? So whatever your home life's like or whatever you're doing, you have to learn to put yourself in a routine. And that's one of the things I want to talk about today is I wanted to talk about what Cliff Bauman, the mental health warrior, what is my routine that I do and how does that routine help with my mental awareness or my mental health? Along with that, I want to go ahead and talk about what I talked about last week with, you know, the mental pain and how mental pain can force us to do things we normally wouldn't do, i.e. drink a lot, take drugs, whatever, um, you know, and then I talked about shame last week and how sometimes shame or being ashamed of something can ask, keep you from asking help. But one of the comments in the Facebook page from last night's show or last week's show was something very important because they said, well, I think pride plays a big role in that. And so I'm going to talk about that later on because I think they're absolutely right. I think pride, when you're having issues and problems, especially if you're type A, I'm a very type A person. Person, If anybody knows me, if you know who I am or been around me, you know I'm very type A and very opinionated and, and have no problems in voicing my opinion. Um, and so I think pride does play a big role in that. And so I want to talk about that some tonight too also. Um, but one thing I want to dive into is just so you know, um, I've been, I worked as a personal trainer for years. Uh, I was also a master fitness trainer in the military. Uh, I loved that job, very enjoyed that job immensely being a personal trainer. Um, but I was also a master residency trainer and I ran that program for a couple of years for TRADOC in the military. So, you know, I've had, you know, experience in, in that. I'm a firm believer in the things they teach, taught us in MRT training. I think, Sadly, within the military, that MRT is, has become a check-to-block training, and to me, that's very sad because that training was was very good, and I think it really helped a lot of soldiers. Um, but I also think, you know, similar training out there um, can also help the veteran population too. And and I know there's other programs out there. I know I know uh, Nick from BTT is working with a company. I think Moth to Flame that has a good program that corporate rides can help a lot of a lot of people and, and veterans also uh, probably ought to, got to get him on the show sometime to talk about that. But so, you know, so, so with my background, I say all that because I want to talk about my background. So, you know, one of the things that I, I have done and, and started doing years ago is I'm living a very um, natural life. Okay. So what does that mean? I take very little medications. Now, the caveat to that is, is I have worked 
with this, with my doctor. So it wasn't that I just quit taking medications or I quit this or that or the other. It is from medical doctors. I went and found a good functional doctor and you can look that definition up if you want. Because I know, and you all know that 70 years ago, 80 years ago, most people, you know, use plants and herbs and other things to cure a lot of the diseases that they had. And so I've made that big change in my life. I have a, a big garden that I grow every year. Um, I'm starting to plan that out myself. I'll probably will build another big garden in my backyard because I'm going to start growing I've uh, been studying the encyclopedia of herbs and er remedy with herbs. And so I'm going to grow a lot of different herbs that, that for me and the ailments that I see inside my family that I can buy and make myself um, to, you know, make my life better, my, my children's lives better, my family's lives better. Um, so I think that's important. I think people ought to need to go out there and get educated on different forms um, that can help you. Um, I know if you watched my post last week, um, you know, I don't raise chickens here. I, I hopefully within the next two years, I'll buy a farm and move back out into the country. But, um, I do buy organic chickens that are raised. Um, I get them that are fed non-soy diet. I think that's important. I get buy my eggs the same way. Uh, cause a lot of these, even though they say free, free range or cage free, they're, they're fed high corn and soy diet. Um, so I buy soy free eggs, uh, uh, to me, that's important. And same thing with the chickens that I buy. But one thing I do is I buy whole chickens. I know how to butcher animals. Um, and so I cut the chickens up myself and then put the backbone of the chicken from the herbs and stuff I drive from my garden. I make my own chicken broth and other stuff. And then another thing that I started doing is all the vegetables that I use during the week, I freeze them, uh, the scraps, because then I also use those scraps and then I will make me a vegetable broth out of those. Um, and so those get frozen and then those get made into a broth. Um, and then what's left over from that goes into a compost pile. So food waste wise, I have very little that actually goes into the trash. And I think that's important. So that's part of my diet. And that's also part of my therapy because those little things keeps me busy in doing stuff. Uh, planting my garden, reading books about herbs and natural remedies, um, you know, spending the Sunday cutting up a chicken and, and making broth and other things. I think that's important. Um, we eat very little refined food in my house. I cook fresh almost every single day. Very rarely do we eat anything that's processed. Most stuff's gluten-free. And I've noticed a big change in me since I've, I've done that. Um, my skin's cleared up. Um, my anxiety and depression has changed some, but when I was doing this research, one thing that I found that was pretty amazing, I was shocked from, and you can go out and everything I'm telling you, you can go out and Google it or, or educate yourself on it. And I would say, please do that. Please work with your doctor, just like I did, uh, and make those changes. If you want to make those changes, if not, that's fine too. Um, but you know, one thing I started doing in the mornings, which has actually been amazing, and I'm shocked by that. I'm going I'm to tell you about three things that I've done in my life that's really has had, an, had a really profound effect on me. And I've talked about this before. Is one thing I do, and they talk about this, is I first thing in the morning when I wake up is I go downstairs and I take a glass of water, about eight ounces. I heat it up for 45 seconds to make it lukewarm, and I squeeze a half a lemon in that with the seeds. You can Google this. This is weird and amazing. So I drink the, that. I drink that the first thing in the morning. Why do you drink that? Well, because 
in lemon water, which is acidic, your body turns that into alkaline, that flushes and cleans your liver, right? What I noticed with that is I had just was in a better mood throughout the day when I did that. And that happened fairly quickly. It was within a day or two of doing this that I started feeling that change. Um, something else I do, and if you read about this, now this has this is kind of very specific and you have to do a little research on this, is I take a tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil um, every day also. So I take my lemon water, I wait 15 minutes, and then I take my extra virgin olive oil, a tablespoon. And why do I do that? Because that is very good for you like the Mediterranean diet is, right? And they know there's been tons of studies done on this and you can look at them all up. Um, how good that is for your cardiovascular health and other health uh, problems, the health things that that's very good for. So I don't eat fish all the time. Uh, so what I do is I take that olive oil. Now the olive oil has to be very specific. So one, you want olive oil that's in a glass jar, not plastic. It has to be extra virgin and it has to be traceable. And what does that mean? Um, a lot of olive oils, your cheaper olive oils, obviously are made with a mix of different olives. And you'll see that it'll list different countries on there. You don't want that olive oil. That's not good. You want an olive oil that's a single source that has a lot number on it. And a lot of the really good olive oils, you can actually trace back to where that was made. Um, and so I, I get my olive oil from an organic store. I, I cook in the extra virgin olive oil also. Um, that high heat, if I'm cooking high heat, I use avocado oil. Once again, with avocado oil, you got to be careful because they've gone out and done studies. Your cheaper avocado oil, they found out, is actually has been mixed with soybean oil, canola oil, or another. So it's, oh, it's rancid. So once again, you want your avocado oil or your olive oil in a glass container and usually dark uh, because heat, you know, will degrade it very quickly. Uh, so that's two things that I do in the morning. And then also, if you, if you watch my program, is I had uh, Leah on and she talked about collagen. And so I started, I do collagen and have done collagen now uh, for about six months. What have I noticed with collagen? One, I've noticed that, A, my hair is growing back. So if I bent my head down like this last year, you would see a bald spot right here. Uh, there's no longer a bald spot there. I, okay, great. I, I that shocked by that. But I knew I didn't have the, because I did the DNA test, I didn't have the genetic marker to go bald. So if I was going bald, it was environmental. It was something else going on in my body that was causing that. Um, so that's pretty incredible. Now, if you watched the show last week, you know that I had my back wax. The downfall for that is, and I don't know why it is when you get older, hair grows out of your other places in your body. And all of a sudden my back got super hairy. So I went and had it waxed uh, because that just made me feel better because it was embarrassing to me um personally and and so that was part of my self-care was to go and have that done i never had that done before so kudos out there to all the people and women who get themselves waxed that was not the 40 year version version of it actually my neighbor uh, did a great job with her company shades um you know and doing that for the first time that's probably something i'll continue because it just gives my confidence level up those three things have had a profound effect on me um not only with my mental ability with um, just physically feeling better in the morning. And so I do that every morning. One thing I also started doing, and I'm going to have a lot of precautionaries to this because it's, it's, it's really strange and weird. Okay. I stopped drinking. Why did you stop drinking? I stopped drinking because I'm 
alone at home with my eight-year-old. So to me, I'm like, I have a drink or two at night. Why? There's no reason for it. Um, so I just stopped drinking. Um, wasn't because of health reason. Wasn't because I was getting drunk every night. Uh, to me, it would, to me, it just seemed pointless after a while. So I, I don't drink anymore and I haven't drank for quite a while. Uh, if you see me drinking on the show, it's usually a cup of coffee or I have my big, you know, glass mug here with the Game of Thrones, which is my favorite show of all time. Uh, you know, a cup that I drink water out of. But, and, th and this has to be very specific and do the research on this, is honey. Now, honey has a lot of properties. I don't know if you know this about honey, but honey is the only thing that if it's stored in glass or ceramic or something and it's sealed, will last for 3,000 years. It never goes bad. And it's, it's just an amazing thing. Now, I take honey for a couple of reasons. One, if you take honey, you want to buy honey that's local to your area. And the reason you do that is because it can help with allergies. You can Google this, talk to your doctor or whatever. Um, but honey from the area that you live in will help with your seasonal allergies. Um, it's helped with mine along with doing the neti pot uh, has helped with my allergies. But something in my research on honey that I didn't realize is honey can actually help you sleep. And so a lot of people will take honey at night prior to bed. And this is something that I started doing. And one of the reasons why I stopped drinking. So first of all, if you take in honey at night and it's just a teaspoon, never, 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 never have alcohol with it. I made that mistake and I was screwed up for two days. Reason being is it's two different types of sugars and you confuse your system. Uh, and I didn't drink very much that night and I took honey and it was like the worst night I've ever had. So if you're taking honey at night to help you sleep and it's amazing, uh, don't drink with it. No alcohol at all, period, at all. Um, so one thing I noticed when I would, would take the honey at night before I went to bed and I get local honey, it's from a local farm here in Virginia. Uh, and I get the wildflower one because wildflowers seem, you know, when everything's blooming in the spring and stuff, it seems to bother me the most is a, I sleep better, but B, I used to never remember my dreams. And now I have these most really vivid dreams and not bad dreams because you know, I have PTSD and other stuff. So I know what bad dreams are about, but I never had, I didn't have bad dreams, but I will tell you the first couple of times you do it, I don't know if it's just because your brain now has the sugar that it needs to repair your body while you're sleeping or whatever. Man, I had some dreams, brothers and sisters. It was crazy. And, you know, I've told friends about this before and they actually had, you know, nightmares and other stuff with it, but then that kind of subsided. Um, but I was shocked by that. And so, those four things diet wise, of course, I eat a healthy diet um, and I do the 16 hour fasting. Um, so I don't, um, hang on a second. I got to plug it. I forgot to plug in my computer. It's going to go dead. Give me a second. No, got to talking to Chris. I've got to plug in. My, so um, now you guys got to see my uh, podcast from there for a second. There we go. There we go. Now we're back live. Sorry about that. Um, Hang on a second. Now it's going to be goofy for a second. Okay. Why would plugging it in make it goofy? Anyway, there we go. Now it's working. Okay. Sorry about that. So 
I, I was shocked by the, the fact that honey had on had on me and that. So it's something you might want to look into, do the research for and see if that's something that might help you. Um, but I eat a pretty clean diet. I do do the 16 hour fasting, intermittent fasting. I've done that for a long time and I've lost uh, quite a bit of weight. I've gone from size 34 waist down to a 34, uh, from a 34 down to a 30. Um, I haven't lost a lot of weight and that's probably because I, I weight train. So my weight has pretty much stayed the same, but I lost a lot of my, my stomach has gone away. Um, and I've noticed I got a lot more leaner and getting a lot more cut, uh, which, you know, it's pretty good for 53. Now, you know, my age. Um, so another thing I do, and I've talked about this before, cause it's important to me because something I've always done is I exercise a lot, but I don't do a lot of time exercising, right? So generally what I do is Monday and Fridays, I go to yoga. Yoga usually is about an hour long class. Um, I have now decided to start doing yoga on Wednesdays, which is a more intense class. Um, so I'll go to yoga on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I enjoy yoga. I think it's something that everybody should try, um, especially if you have chronic pain or if you're just getting older and you're stiff all the time. Uh, restorative yoga is amazing. Uh, I do spa yoga along with that, and I'm getting into uh, Reiki yoga. I think if I mispronounce it, I apologize. Uh, yoga, so that's just a little bit more intense yoga. Um, but flexibility-wise and stuff, it's it's um, has made a big change in my life. And I've noticed long, along with my weight training that um, it has helped with that along with my running. So Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I do yoga. Um, a lot of times after yoga, I will take my dog out for at least a two to three mile run. Um, it just depends what I'm doing that week to work out. Um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have a gym in my house. Um, I don't go to a gym. I have a gym in my house. Uh, and so I do a total body weight training workout. Uh, usually I complete that within 45 minutes. And generally after that, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I will take the dog out um, for a run. Uh, after that, normally it's two to three miles that I'll run Falco. Um, it gets closer to army 10 miler season or when I start training for that, I'll take him for his walk and then I'll come back and then I'll run a couple more miles. Uh, cause this will be my eighth army 10 miler this year. Um, to me, that's, that keeps me mentally and physically, to me, mentally and physically, um, healthy, um, one thing I started to get into, and I'm not going to talk about it too much, just really because I'm not really um, ready for it, and I'm sure you guys appreciate that, is I started getting into, uh, and it kind of goes along with yoga and other stuff, crystals. And so if you notice that I have, I wear three crystals uh, because I am Aquarius, and these crystals help with certain things, and I'm not going to talk about that. I'm actually going to have somebody come on my show uh, who can discuss this and the importance of this. I was never a believer in this, and I'll have to eat crow on that. Um, after what I've been through in the last two months and wearing these, it's, it's hard to explain. And to somebody who's skeptical, and I was, uh, I have to eat my words on it. And it's pretty amazing the profound effect that these have had on my life. And mentally, I haven't been able to process that. Uh, so... I will probably look and try to find and, and get somebody to come on the podcast to talk about that more because, and if somebody out there who understands what I'm talking about, hey, throw your comments in there and, and help out with that uh, in case somebody's looking at that. But to wear crystals and understanding how we all evolved and how everything works 
um, is pretty amazing. And, and I was shocked by that. And so today I just wanted to talk about that some because a, it popped in my head, but B, I, th I just think it was important. I think, you know, January is the, the, the start of, you know, we're starting to upswing to come out of winter. February will be here before we know it. And then it'll be March. Um, and sometimes that transition of season, seasons is hard on people. And I'll talk about that more later on. But, you know, with New Year's resolutions, which I don't believe in, and I, I told you guys that, I think it's I think it's important to do little things, right? And so I've done a lot of little things this year to, to kind of help me and mentally help me more. Um, you know, one of the things that I started doing is, especially with Lloyd being here and his mom not being here and his older brother not being here is, is I started doing trips with Lloyd. Um, so we go, try to pick something to do once or twice a month. That's fun. Um, he's pretty busy with Taekwondo and guitar lessons and this, that, and the other, but I try to do a trip that's, you know, me and dad go out and do this, uh, together. Um, we do play the PS5 together. We, we play video games together and, he helps me with mine and I just watch him play his because I can't help him with his. <laughs> I just watch him. Uh, but that's a lot of fun. I think it's important to spend time with your your kids and enjoy that time that you have with them. So tomorrow, actually, I'm not going to be doing yoga tomorrow. We're going to be going to Jurassic Quest, which is a, a thing about dinosaurs. I don't know too much about it, but I saw tickets and I bought tickets. So we're going to go out to the Dallas Expo Center and and go see what Jurassic Quest is about. I'm taking him out of school, but I've told his teacher so he can get his homework to make up and stuff. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that, um, you know, because it's something that we both enjoy uh, going and doing. And so I think it's just important, you know, for parents and, and for others to just go out um, and do something different with your kids. And I'm forcing myself to get out of the house and, and do more things. Um, you know, and also I talk about that is there's a lot of mental health apps out there that can help. Uh, one app that I use that I absolutely love is called ear kick. I talk about that. Um, I'm now up to, I think day 75 or something on my, uh, my ear kick. I'm bring it up here. So let's see what day I'm on. Uh, yeah. So day 76, 76, yeah, day 76. Um, and so I really love that app. One thing that EarKick does that tracks your mental behavior based on weather patterns and other stuff going on. So you can kind of go back and look at maybe there's a pattern that you feel differently when the moon's in a different phase or when it's raining outside or sunny or something. It, it kind of tracks that, which is kind of neat. And it's probably one of the best mental health apps that I've ever seen uh, in my progress of doing what I'm doing. They don't, Full disclosure, they don't sponsor my show. I had the, one of the co-founders on my podcast. Um, I'm just a user app, and I think it's really great, and I get a lot of benefit out of it. The breathing exercises, the anxiety video they have on there is truly amazing. Now, it doesn't work on Android right now. They're trying to, to get that done. It's kind of expensive. They're a small company. Um, so that hopefully this year, they'll be able to have it available for Android. But you can use your computer or, or um, laptop um, to go, go to earkick.com and, and download that and use it on your computer if you can't get it on your iPhone. Uh, um, sorry, not your iPhone, your, your Android. Um, so it, that's great. You know, one of the things I talked about in, in the beginning was, um, you know, I wanted to dive into what we talked about last week. Um, and so just to recap real quick, you know, I kind of went over the diet and the changes I've made in my life this year. I uh, talked about the importance of me and exercising but one thing I didn't talk about with yoga real quick, and I'll go back to that, is going to yoga class every day 
gives me that social interaction that I didn't have before. So that has actually filled a void in my life, which is nice. I'm hoping this year, maybe I can go out and do more speaking events. I enjoy doing those uh, with the economy and stuff. I haven't uh, been able to do too many speaking events. I've done some live events, but I'd like to go back to doing some more in-person speaking events. Uh, if you'd like for me to come out and, and do a speaking event, you can go to cliffordbauman.com. You can book me through my website. Uh, I give you an estimate on the, the cost expenditures of me coming out to do it. Um, and so I'm hopefully get more involved with that this year. Fingers crossed. But, you know, what I've been talking about this week is a lot of this month is mental pain and how mental pain can affect our lives. It's affected my life. It's made me do things that I normally wouldn't do. Um, and so I've had to learn how to get through that. And that's one of the things I talked about earlier on. So in some of the comments um, from last week's show that came up, one of the persons uh, in there talked about pride and sometimes pride, and I think they're right. Uh, can be just as much as a roadblock to asking for help as shame can. And thank you for saying that comment. And I think you're absolutely right. And that was something that I missed in me thinking about what I wanted to talk about and, and bringing shame into the conversation. I think pride should have been brought into the conversation because I think, you know, pride, and especially if you're a man, really stands in the way of doing a lot of things. And I think that, and, and women too, don't get me wrong, but I think, I think he was right. And he, and he was right. I think between shame and pride, they can really be a barrier to somebody asking for help. And, you know, I fully agree with that. And, and I know when looking back at my situation in my life, that I feel that that probably played a role too in me not asking for help or not picking up that phone and talking to somebody when I was having issues and problems. Um, as much as I felt shame for me having those issues or problems, I was ashamed of that. Also, I think that, um, I think my pride got in the way too. I'm a big tough guy. I'm not going to admit that I got problems. Who the hell's that? You know, whatever. I can get through that. Well, he's not having that problem. What, you know? Uh, so I think that played a role too in, in me not asking for help or of going out and, and uh, seeking the help that I need to before my suicide attempt. Um, and I think, I think you're right. I thank you for putting that comment in the comment sections. I appreciate that. That was a great point that was brought up. Um, I think pride and shame and all kinds of stuff plays a role. I think culturally wise, how you were raised, the way you were raised at, religion, all those things play a role. Um, when you're having mental health and can be a barrier when you go and ask for help. And I know that's hard. It's, it's, that's a hard one to get through. I'm sorry, shame and pride and, and culture wise, you know, my degrees in sociology and I understand a lot of stuff. Um, you know, those barriers are real and those barriers really can, can mean the difference between life and death. Just to be honest, it can, because when you are having problems, and your life is spiraling out of control and you just don't think you can make it another day or you just don't think you can go on or you just don't think anybody loves you or you just don't think life's worth living or anything like that. I get that. I was there, right? I understand it. You guys know that if you watch my podcast, you know that I was a guy that went from A and as close to Z without completing as you can get. Uh, you guys know that because I talked about it endlessly and I, and I opened and honest about that. 
Not that it's easy to talk about. Nothing I talk about is easy for me to talk about. I think it's important for me to talk about. Now, I have a good group of friends that I will call and talk to uh, if I'm having issues and problems, uh, you know, and they've been on my show. And so that's important to me and it should be important to anybody. But I understand, I understand that. I understand how those factors can be a barrier in asking for help. Those factors can be a barrier that you don't want to cross because you don't want to deal with the pain that's going to go along with it if you cross that barrier. And that's why you don't. And that's why you stay on this side of it. Uh, and you don't want to cross that barrier. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, stigma too. I think stigma plays a role. But I think stigma... You know, as far as mental health and asking for help has has improved some. Are we where we need to be? No. I think podcasts like mine and other things and Veterans Trash Talk and what we're trying to do with the community, I think all that helps. And I think talking about it helps. Uh, that's why I do what I do. But sometimes I get mentally, uh, mentally it wears on me. Mentally, I get upset. Um, you know, I don't really hide my emotions, but sometimes I do hide my emotions on on air because... Uh, you know, I don't want to be a, a, you know, a bobbling idiot while I'm on the podcast, but, um, you know, it's, it's something that, hang on a second. Sorry, I see it in a phone call. You know, it's something that, you know, we all need to think about when we're having, um, issues and problems. Right. And so what's keeping me from asking for help? This is your guys' homework this week because I'm about ready to close this out. And put it in the comments. So what were the things that kept Cliff bombing from asking for help when I was having my issues and I was all effed up in the head? Let's see here. Let's go through the list. One, shame, right? I had PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome based on working at the Pentagon. Um, I felt guilt because I didn't find anybody alive. Everybody I found was dead or pieces of people. Um, so I felt guilty because of that. I felt shame because I felt like I shouldn't be feeling that way. And then also pride played a big role because, you know, I'm a big, tough guy and warrant officer and, and, uh, you know, I shouldn't be having these dreams, these thoughts, these feelings and pride kept me from talking about it, you know, and also, I didn't want to deal with my family, right? I was 1,200 miles away from them. But to try to explain to them what was going on or, or talk with them, I mean, you know, my dad was a tough guy. Anybody who knew my dad would tell you that. Um, I would never have had those conversations with him or with my family. Uh, not that they wouldn't have them with me because they would. I just, I didn't think they would. But, you know, find out later, they absolutely would have. Of course, it took me almost killing myself to get that point, sadly. Um, but I should have had that conversation, and I didn't. And now, I had those conversations with my boys. It's age-appropriate because I think that's important because I learned from my mistakes. Um, and so really look at what's keeping you from asking for help or getting the help that you need. Take a deep look in yourself and find out. I will tell you that my path to therapy it wasn't paved with gold and wasn't a smooth road. It is rough. 
And when you're going into therapy or you got a life coach or you're got a licensed clinical social worker, or whomever you're talking to about issues and problems, it's hard to go back down that road um, because you're going to relive shit. You don't want to, or pardon me, you're going to relive stuff that you don't want to relive. Um, but also that road is rough. And then after you get to that point, it smooths out. And if you have a good therapist, if you really work on good techniques, it can really be life-changing, not only for you, but for your friends around you and random strangers you meet. You know, I've met a lot of strangers in travels and across the, the globe that um, I just kind of noticed something was off about him and started a conversation with him. It happens. Uh, so, you know, it's very important. But um, as I close out here, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. I hope you enjoyed uh, tonight's episode, they're, they're not really ever easy for me to do, but I think they're important to do. Um, please put in your comments uh, on Facebook or whatever social media you're on, both on my Facebook page or VTT's Facebook page or Gruntworks Facebook page. I will, I will go on later tonight and, and look at them and answer you back. Uh, but if you bring up good subjects, just like with the pride, I'll talk about that on the show. Um, if there's a topic that you'd like for me to talk about or jump into, uh, please put that in comments too. I'll be more than happy to um, address that because I think it's important that, um, you know, all my listeners and everybody that supported me, I think it's important to talk about topics that, that may be important to there. And I don't, it doesn't matter to me whether you've been in the military or not. Uh, you know me in my podcast that I've had people that are military related and people that are not military related because we're all one big family and it's all very important. And suicide and mental health affects everybody, not just somebody in the military or not, and affects all ages, uh, children teenagers, young adults, old adults, old people, um, it affects everybody. And that's why, you know, the mental health warrior exists to help everybody. And just to make everybody's life a little, uh, a little bit better. If you saw the memes that I posted this week, I posted a lot of silly memes. Um, but I think, you know, the one with the fox and the elephant uh, was kind of touching to me and kind of cute uh, with the fox talking about him having a long tail and then the elephant sitting there and the next thing that he says is, well, I have big ears. Um, and so everybody has a story to tell. I have a story to tell. I tell that story every week with my podcast. My listeners have to listen. You have a story to tell. But your life and the path you took on your life is why you are and who you are today. Would I change my path or what I went through in my lifetime? Maybe some of the stupid things I did as a kid, but in general, I wouldn't change anything. Because if I did, I probably wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast now and hopefully helping others because I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I help others. Um, but anyway, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, I want to wish you all the best of the rest of the week. Uh, you know, Real Talk Thursday is important, but please enjoy your weekend. Friday's coming up. Uh, please get out and enjoy it. Uh, take the time to do some research and, and maybe look for that one little thing you can change in your life to make things better. What's the one thing that you can do tomorrow that you didn't do today? How about make your bed? <laughs> That's actually a test that Louis does. Um, but you know, I, I'm just joking. I make my bed every morning when I get out of it. Um, but hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, thank you for your time as always. Please visit veteranstrasstalk.com to go out and watch all of our great podcasts we have. I will be on the show this Saturday on the Veteran Stress Talk. So I'm very honored to be a, a guest host this Saturday on the show at 5, 5 p.m. Um, but Hey, be sure and like, and, and comment, follow us on all of our social media, go out to our merchandise store, 
you can buy all of our t-shirts that I have on or the mental health warrior t-shirt because you never know it might save a life with the 741741. Uh, please be respectful of others. Please reach out to a family member or a friend that maybe has gone quiet or you haven't talked to for a while uh, just to say hi and see how they're doing. And it's okay to text them. I, I am not against texting. I think texting can be just as powerful as talking on the phone. Uh, but hey, everybody, have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in and take care. Uh, we'll see you next week.